All right. So, yeah, so I, fi- I changed the setup. I've got a different microphone here, and I also put up foam on the wall that hopefully will get rid of some of the background noise that I, I was fiddling around with the files just to um, the la- one of the last recordings to see how, how they sounded, and I realized that I sound pretty bad. So I decided I needed to work on that a little bit. I actually, not only could I hear the hiss, which I know you've told me about, um, I could actually hear some bleed through on my headphones. I could hear you echoing back at myself. Yeah, I have heard that a couple of times, but not not all the time. It's, it kind of seems to come and go. I don't know whether it's when I'm talking too loud or something like that, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, so I've tried to fix that up. I don't know. But yeah, that's a lot of foam you've got there. Yeah, you know what? It doesn't stay up. It drives me crazy. I've got to find a better way to stick it to the wall. It's um, I was using double-sided carpet tape, like if you have a slippery rug in your house. And so it uh, it, it tends to fall fall down overnight. Um, which, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's already starting to peel. It'll probably fall on me while we're talking, but I'll find a better way to do do that part of it. Well, good, as long as, is, we're re- as long as we're recording for the entertainment value, if it does fall on you. Yeah, yeah. Well, anybody looking to buy foam, you can get it fairly inexpensively on, on Amazon. You can, you know, of course, like you can with anything, you can spend a ton of money on fancy professional foam. I got like the cheapskate foam, which is about an inch deep, and I think costs like fifteen dollars for twelve one by one, one foot by one foot squares. So I got two packs, one for each wall, and so I've got about twenty four square feet covered with with black foam. Um, I did it while my wife was out of town, as you do with such things, uh, and just casually mentioned it to her when she came home. And fortunately, she doesn't come down here much, so she doesn't really care. Even better. I noticed you still got the uh, you got your Big Ben and the it's one of the towers in Chicago, the Lego. Yeah, yeah that's um, the John Hancock building, not the biggest by far, but it's one of it's one of the you know landmark buildings in the city. So yeah, I've got those there. Those those are there because uh, you know obviously where we live. Well, um, you're, you'll you'll be pleased with uh, what's coming out next year. Lego are doing a Chicago skyline. Oh, they are really. You know our Lego, our Lego, our Lego store here um, has you know a skyline that they did as part of the the display for the store itself um, when you walk into it, and it's really cool because it's one of those that's you know absolutely um, enormous. Yeah, I think I've seen a photo of that. Um, but yeah, the skyline they're doing, uh, they've done a series of them this year. They did New York, uh, Berlin, and somewhere else, I think. Um, and it's kind of like the architecture style, like quite a small. Um, little set but yeah there's a Chicago one coming out next year so I'll um I'll let you know when that's out yeah some of the architecture sets are getting a little more ambitious I mean you got Big Ben right which is that's a that's a bigger set uh yeah the big the huge uh Big Ben I just ordered that this week actually uh, along with the Disney Castle yeah is is that Big Ben part of the architecture series or is it just kind of like a separate thing no I think I think they call it creator because uh, it's like this oh, right, advanced. Right. It's supposed to be for like, you know, older teenagers and adults because they're kind of a bit more um, detailed. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of based on the same way they do the smaller architecture sets. Right. I mean, I actually was for whatever reason, I was looking at the architecture sets last night and I looked at um, and it did seem that some of them were getting a little more elaborate because I saw, for instance, um, the Trevi Fountain in, in Rome. And that's like a four or five hundred piece set. It's It's like a forty dollar set. It's kind of in between. Yeah, that's a. I've actually got that upstairs. I haven't built it yet. Um, it looks yeah, really that's, nice. That's a really nice set. So, um, 
Should we get on to a, what is basically our only topic or our main topic today? Yeah, yeah, we should because I, you know, I've been sp- spreading a rumor about you that I drove you away from iOS by sending you too many stickers, and you know, I think a lot of people believed it because it is kind of plausible. If if you've been on if you've been on the receiving end of any of my iMessages in the last month or so, um, it is plausible. Yeah, so it's it's not quite that bad. Um, and I realized that like the last episode, I was talking about you know getting the the AirPods and kind of I was I was fine with my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, then... you 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 flipped pretty quick. I noticed that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know. I I think there's just something tipped me in ios 10 um there's a few different i kind of listed them in one of my blog posts some of the things that annoy me about it um uh-huh. control center notifications things like that um and yeah so i just i bought a one plus three yeah I, so so would, would you say it was more the things about ios that annoy you or more that you're excited about the hardware because that android hardware does look pretty good and i know that you when you saw it announced um, you were pretty excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly um, it, it's mostly the software, really, because in terms of the hardware, I mean, the, the, the OnePlus is, I think, maybe four or five months old now. Um, I mean, it, it's it's really good spec. Um, it's got, like, six gig of RAM, which is insane. Um, but, no, to be honest, it was mostly the, the iOS 10, the actual software itself, uh, was just bugging me way too much for the very small amount of things that I actually do on my phone. Uh-huh. Um, and, and one of the guys at work had, uh, had ordered a OnePlus 3, and he accidentally ordered two of them. Um, so I kind of uh, had easy access to just buy one without having to wait for shipping or, or anything like that. Um, so it was a fairly easy choice. Oh, okay, so they were just... they, they based, Those were being sold unlocked then, right? Not tied uh, to yeah, any yeah, contract. Yeah, sold unlocked. Yeah, I guess that's tip- that's typical in the UK, though, right? Uh, yeah, it's pretty standard. Um, and and OnePlus is slightly different because they don't. Um, I think other than O2 in the UK, they don't have any deals with um with carriers. Uh, you basically just buy it from them, or you don't buy it at all. Right, but I assume they still work with other carriers since they're all pretty much on the same network or you know wavelength, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The UK and, and Europe, um, they'll work on, on any carrier. Um, I don't know about Verizon, because I know Verizon's a little bit strange in the US, but yeah, it will work on most carriers. Yeah, everything here is a little strange. I mean, we had at one point, I think, three or four different you know bandwidths that, that you had to deal with, so it made switching really hard, and then it became, it became a way for the carriers to stop people from switching, um, so they, they resisted you know standardizing around any particular... Um, part of the spectrum, which kind of sucked, but um, I think we got to break down what was annoying you about iOS 10 before we go into your new phone. What you, you mentioned, Control Center and notifications in particular. What about those things? Yeah, so Control Center. I mean, th- this sounds like such a, a kind of petty minor thing, um, but see, in iOS 10, it's now two kind of panels that you swipe between. Yeah, it can be three too if you have HomeKit going. Oh, oh excellent. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it really once but, you install something from HomeKit, you get a third that's on the far right yeah that's not ideal um <laughs> so yeah I, the, the the problem is that the two of the main things that i do from control center or did was the torch and playing and pausing music right and because those are on the each one of those is on the different pane 
it felt like whenever I swiped up, it was always on the wrong screen. Um, and like I say, I know that this is a small minor thing, but because that I don't use my phone for a lot, it really frustrated me. Yeah. Well, I can see if you don't use your phone a lot, especially that that would, that would be the experience because, I mean, I do know, for instance, if you're listening to music and you go back into the control center, um, it'll go back to the music pane. Like if you were last in the music pane and you're playing music, it'll go back to music. It doesn't always default back to the first pane, which is the one with the um, the utilities and stuff. But if you're not using it to start with, that's where it'll be. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the problem. Like if it, Because it doesn't reset, I feel like if it did always reset to the first panel, that would actually have made it easier because I would have always known what was going to happen. Um, but I didn't always know where it was going to be. Um, as I say, I mean, that that's a small thing, but it's kind of just one of many small things that was bugging yeah. me. Well, I think it's one of those things where it, it they ought to be customizable. Like if you use music the most, you ought to be able to make that the first pane. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I very rarely would use, or I never use AirDrop, and yet that's kind of there all the time. Um, you know, like you've got all the other buttons there and things like that. So, so yeah, that that was one of the things that was bugging me. Um, another one that bugged me, you know, you know, the thing where you plug your headphones in and it should kind of show you. Um, it's supposed to contextually know that oh, you plugged your headphones in, you probably want Overcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of shows it the little icon in the bottom left of the lock screen. That right. just stopped working for me. Um, huh. I don't know whether they kind of reset that intelligence in iOS 10 on the update or something, but that just wouldn't work for me anymore. Yeah, it works for me, but I don't use it really. Yeah, so the the problem is because I don't I don't listen to a lot of music on my phone. It's mostly just podcasts, but obviously right. music is considered like the the default um, right on iOS. Um, so if I press play and nothing, everything's in the back, uh, everything's been quit from the background, it will automatically go to music. Yeah, I, I get that. What about uh, notifications? What was driving you nuts about those? Yeah, so in the in iOS nine, um, for example, if I got a mail notification, I could just swipe to the right and I'll swipe to the left and archive it. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't have 3D Touch, you have to now swipe to the left, click View, which then shows up the actions, and then you can archive or reply and stuff like that. Um, This is kind of a general feeling I had about it. If you don't have a 3D Touch device, and you know, I appreciate it, it's a two-year-old phone, or three, two years old now. Um, But if you don't have 3D Touch, like there's a lot of stuff that's just missing. Um, like clearing all notifications from the lock screen um, yeah. just isn't there. Right. Now, there are some things that, that have been implemented with long presses and stuff, but I, I get what you're saying, and I think it's long-term. They've got to bring – Apple's got to bring 3D Touch to um, to the iPad too because this becomes a problem for iPad users as well because they don't have 3D Touch just like you know your phone doesn't. Yeah, actually, I hadn't even I haven't even considered the fact that brand new iPads don't have access to 3D Touch either. So I feel a little bit more justified moaning yeah. about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, I mean, it, it it's mostly those things because that's pretty much what I do on my phone. Like I, you know, I look at notifications, I play podcasts. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, it's, it's not too much, but the things because of 
the way these things now work in iOS 10, it was just so frustrating to use this stuff for me. Yeah, and no, I can imagine. Did did you sell your Apple Watch yet? I know you were trying to. Oh, no, not yet. Who'd well, see, this, is a, this is your opportunity for a PSA, a public service announcement. If you live in the UK and wanted a first-generation Apple Watch, uh, get in touch with, with Rob. Yes, please. <laughs> He's trying to sell it. <laughs> please, he'll give, he'll give you a good deal, I think. I, yeah, I, I guarantee that he'll give you a good deal. Yeah, use the offer code Ruminate for 10% off. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you obviously have no use at all for an Apple Watch now, I mean, because it really is pretty, it's basically useless without a phone. Yeah, I mean, it, it can't be used with Android at all. And I think I tweeted this, um, but honestly, the only thing that I miss, and it sounds ridiculous, the only thing I miss is being able to see the time. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I intend to buy like an actual watch that just tells the time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you get used to it. It's true. I mean, I, I do the same thing. I, I the other thing that for me is the big, the big seller is the the notifications more than anything else. Especially when I'm like walking to and from the train, which I don't do anymore because my knee is in a in a uh, in a in a brace. But uh, eventually, I'll be walking like a normal person again and have my more use for my watch. Yeah, definitely. Um... So, should we talk about the things I do like about Android? Because I feel like I've spent quite a lot of time moaning about iOS 10. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's good for context just because it's useful to kind of understand what's, you know, what it is, what are the pain points because, I don't know, people don't, you know, you, I would I would put it, I would, from, from the outside, I would look at it and say, you had pain points with iOS. Um, you didn't have a lot of switching costs because you didn't use, you, didn't, you don't have an iPad. You do have a watch. But you don't. You're not super deep in on iOS. Is that about accurate? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I think I said this in the blog post, but I don't I don't do quote unquote real work on my iOS, so it's not. I'm not really relying on anything um, uh-huh. with my phone. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so so when you um, when you saw the uh, the new phone, you know, what was it about this one in particular? I guess that that attracted you. Yeah, so I'd been having a look around, and I, I did before I bought it. I waited for the the Google Pixel announcement, um, right? Because uh, I've always been like the the Nexus devices that they released last year are really nice. Um, a couple of the guys I work with have got those, and you know they're really nice devices, and they were pretty affordable, and and like the price was good, compared especially compared to um, an iPhone, like they were you know, maybe two thirds of the price or something like that. Um, you know they're really powerful devices they're stock android you know this is the experience that google wants you to have um but then the pixel came out and it's i feel like they're aiming much more towards the iphone market where it's this premium device um i'm not not sure about the us but certainly in the uk the prices are identical between the pixel and the and the iphone yeah they are here too yeah so um but I'd looked at some reviews. I, I I looked at a load of different um, you know articles and MK MKBHD uh, reviews because he reviews a lot of Android phones. And the OnePlus Three is the one that kind of kept coming up all the time. It's it's like half the price of an iPhone, but it's basically as powerful as you know any other top end Android phone. Hmm. Um. And, and where, as I where said. Did the- bec- I was going to say, where did this phone come from? I mean, it seems like it kind of came out of nowhere to me. But then again, I don't follow Android, Android super closely. Yeah, so it's been around, I, th- I think it's a couple of years now, maybe three years. Um, okay. It's a, a Chinese manufacturer. 
um oneplus is the the company that makes it um and they have the oneplus one and then the two and then the x um and they, you know they were all reasonably well received but they were there were certainly problems with them from from everything i've read um but they they kind of run pretty close to stock android um they, they've got some kind of their own custom stuff over the top but for the most part they're they're pretty much like the pure android experience mm-hmm. um and then and then the one plus three as i say came out i think it was four or five months ago uh maybe a little bit less maybe july or something um you know and as i say it's got six gig of ram it's got some kind of snapdragon processor <laughs> this is hard for an iphone user because we don't know or really care about the processor because it's not really comparable anywhere else um, you know it's that's true um so it's kind of weird talking about specs of a phone because i haven't done that for you know five or six years um but you know it, it's a powerful phone um and it's got and it's, it's got right it's got very fast charging too i think which is nice uh, yeah, the the fast charging. I mean, I can get from you know twenty percent to a hundred in probably forty five minutes, maybe just under an hour. Um, that the first twenty minutes to half an hour will take you up to like sixty or seventy percent. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so yeah, as I say, because I kind of because I'd looked around and the pixels were a bit more expensive, and I I wasn't sure if I was going to like Android, so I didn't want to spend a huge amount at first. Um, you know, and I had quick access to it because uh, Louis at work had two of them. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just kind of made the jump. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you know, there's something about the Pixel to me that I, it's just not very exciting. I think maybe it's because it is so close to an iPhone, both in looks and, and I guess price and everything. It it, it felt kind of uninspired when, when they revealed it. Yeah, it definitely didn't, it definitely wasn't as exciting as I was hoping it was going to be because... I, I was more than willing to spend the money if I was genuinely excited about it, but I couldn't, certainly for me, I couldn't really um, see much, see many features that were worth it to spend that extra money. Yeah, it's not that it's a bad phone. I mean, it's definitely comparable, I guess, to the iPhone. Um, and, and it has some areas where it can brag that it's potentially, you know, a little better than, than an iPhone 7. But it's those those differences seem to me to be very small and around the margins more than anything else. I, I actually watched um, the first half of the Pixel event uh, as I was waiting to go to have my knee surgery. <laughs> and then I finished it up <laughs> when I came back and I was on drugs, so don't believe anything I say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've, um, I've attached uh, a couple of screenshots of my, my two home screens. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so if you can you, you you take a look at those and you can kind of see that for the most part it's basically the same as what I was using before. Um, you know you've got Twitter and Reddit and Telegram, Mail, Messages, Chrome, um, all of my various kind of shopping, Amazon, eBay, that kind of stuff. Um, the only real difference between it is uh, I've got two widgets. I've got the the Pocket Cast widget on my first home screen. Um, and then I've got the Spotify widget on the second screen uh, for when I'm using that. But as I say, for the most part, it's kind of the same. Yeah, I mean, I know you were looking. There were a couple of things you had maybe a hard time finding something comparable to an iOS app for, but not very much, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, the I, there was a, a few. Um, I mean, uh, Plot, which is a, a movies app that, I've rec- uh, that we've spoke about before, that there's no Android version for that. So... Um, 
as for right now. There's nothing I can really do about that. Um, and deliveries, I, I couldn't... Initially, I couldn't find a, a replacement, but um, I, f- I found an app called Aftership, um, which is a deliveries tracking app, and, and that works perfectly for, for what I need. And Blink, I see. Yes, and Blink. Um, but then <laughs> you're never gonna I, you're never gonna see that on Android. Sorry to tell you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got the inside scoop, and that's what I hear. Yeah, um, and I'm not sure that um, I'm going to be searching for too many iOS apps at that uh, now I'm on Android either. Oh yeah, you know that I saw one of the ones you couldn't find too was iShows, right? Yeah, I still haven't really found anything good for that um because you know like ios is crawling with these apps because you know that what is it uh tracked t-r-a-k-t uh which is sure. that web web service for tracking television shows it's got a really good api and so there are a ton of different different apps that are a lot of them are very much like iShows. um I'm just, i was just looking to see if tv time i know um tv time's one that federico's been using and really likes and i don't know if they have an android version or not there's also couchy um, which is developed by a guy in Australia, but I don't think that one's on Android. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I did have a look around, and there are definitely some there. Um, but, I mean, we're only kind of a month into the US TV season, so I'm not in a huge rush to to sort it out, because um, I generally I like to kind of keep track of what is out, but I, I generally don't start watching stuff until I've got at least like five or six episodes. Right. Um, so I've yeah, probably yeah. still got another couple of weeks before I need to worry about that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the reason I would be surprised if there wasn't anything is just because with the tracked API, you you end up with a bunch of different iOS apps that all look roughly the same and do roughly the same thing. So I would think that since it's a web API, that there would be at least some options on Android somewhere. Oh yeah, definitely. As I say, I have had a search, and there there are you know at least four or five that come up that are that are recognizable as tv apps you know they they look exactly the same as the art kind of the ios ones um um i mean that's that's something that i've noticed i mean having used an iphone for you know, six years or something like that or seven years and you know the, the kind of people that we we follow and interact with on twitter there, there seems to be this undercurrent of like oh you know there's not enough good apps on android and, and things like that the app store is overflowing on android with decent apps just like there is on ios um yes, right and they're also crap right that's what they have in common they both are full of junk too oh yeah definitely i mean i've downloaded a few apps um and i took one look at them and i'm like i'm not using this like this is just terrible <laughs> right um, yeah no i mean that's that's the way it goes though yeah it has made for a, um kind of an interesting experiment because you know it, it's easy to kind of talk about the ios app store and say you know recommendations a problem or discovery is a problem but it's hard to understand that when you know the kind of circles that we run in we understand what the good apps are and who the decent developers are on android i've got no idea um you know beyond the obvious ones like pocket casts you know because i know that that's a top quality app on ios so i know it's going to be good on android um i really just have been kind of jumping into this blind and just browsing through the app store um and and google is really good at suggesting apps that i might like um oh, that's good not not just based on apps i've downloaded they're obviously using you know my browsing history or you know my emails or whatever else and, and whether you think that's creepy or not it's really useful 
Yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, because of the, I mean, you're jumping into it. You're right. You're jumping into it completely blind. I mean, you're plugged into a, basically a community of people who could tell you in at you know in one second what the best um, you know offline reader is, or the two or three best, and it, and you'd know it immediately. Um, but you're not getting that from the store like um, like most people do. Um, and so now you're left kind of with Google's recommendations. So it's good that they're uh, they're useful. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the other nice things I do with the the Play Store and Android, uh, there's a Google Rewards app, uh-huh. um, and they send you a little notification. You answer a question or two, um, and they give you credit for the Play Store. Um, huh. So the like the other day, I got one, and it just said, "Do you have any children?" And I said no, and it gave me fifty p credit for the Play Store. Oh jeez. Um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with that data or what pool of money that's coming from, but, you know, why not? <laughs> you just say, yes, I have 50 children <laughs> and yeah. mess with, uh, mess with the, the stats. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking more about, um, more about discovery lately, too, because one of the things I've been doing with the new iMessage app store is trying to find the best sticker and, and iMessage apps. And the part that's really hard is finding those that are there but there's no way to get to them, right? I mean, there's there's obviously there's categories, there's top lists. You can get everything that's popular. You can you can comb through all that really easily. But if somebody's got a new app, a new sticker pack on the on the iMessage store, and you don't know the name of it, and you don't know what you don't know anything about it, there's just no way to find it. Yeah, um, I, and and that's kind of it's it's there's definitely a problem because you know we're what month month in or so into iMessage uh, sticker apps and and like you say those top charts are pretty much going to be dominated with the same 50 apps for the next probably couple of months because they're already at the top which then encourages more downloads which means they stay towards the top um yeah no the way i find out about the new stuff uh, and the obscure stuff is not through the charts i mean i do come through the charts but most of the rest of it I find either through Twitter or from developers contacting me directly. Yeah, that's, that's one of the problems I should have, or not problems, but I'm still kind of searching. I don't know what sites I should be following for Android stuff or, you know, what developers or what people, um, you know, who is the John Voorhees of Android? Like, where, <laughs> where is that guy? Like, you, do you know what I mean? Like these, these people who, you know, I don't necessarily want to follow news sites, but right. people who will just be kind of tweeting about this stuff or maybe writing about it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of looking for, for you know, the right sites and, and places to kind of find information because I'm still, you know, reading all this iOS news and I'm thinking, I don't even care about this anymore. I don't even right, what, 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 what am I doing with my life? <laughs> no, if anybody, if we have any listeners who have, know of like the Mac stories of Android apps or something like that, uh, definitely tweet us at, at Ruminate Podcast because um, we got to help Rob out here so he can get some decent apps. I could stop reading about iOS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, help him make help him make a useful life. <laughs> oh dear. So um, oh. just a couple of other things I wanted to mention um, that I really liked. Uh, one is Push Bullet. Um, you may have heard of this. There's there's an Ift integration and, and a couple of other things, but it's basically an app that will one it allows me to um, send text messages from my Mac, um, which is great because uh, that's basically what I used to use iMessage for. Um, but it also mirrors my notifications from my phone oh. uh, onto my Mac, so I don't, you know, when I'm at work all day. 
I don't have to pick up my phone to see what my notifications were. I can just see it from the push bullet app. You know what? I'm pretty sure there's something on iOS that'll do this too. And I'm blanking on what it's called. I, um, I tried it for a while and I didn't want all the, all my phone notifications on my, on my computer. Cause my phone was right there with me. Um, but I did try it and it was, it's pretty handy depending on how you, you know, how, how you end up using your Mac. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a kind of a good replacement for me because I don't have the watch anymore. Um, you know, because if you've got the watch, you can kind of just quickly see those on the watch. But obviously, I don't have that anymore. So seeing it on the Mac is is really useful. And um, this does kind of lead into uh, a question that Richard asked on Twitter about an iMessage replacement. Um, it's certainly the first part of it anyway, because Pushbiller allows me to send text messages from my Mac. Like that was my primary use really for for iMessage was being able to te- you know send text messages from my Mac. Right. Um, so you know that at least partly goes some of the way towards replacing it. Yeah. Uh, so so what would you say? Are you using a lot of the stock apps, or have you replaced like email apps and things like that 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 come with the phone? Yeah. So part of um, kind of moving across to Android, the um, and this was actually uh, Johnny uh, asked this on Twitter, like how how easy was it to move contacts across? Um, so I'll kind of answer that now, but. Um, previously I was using iCloud contacts and, uh, iCloud calendars. Right. Um, so before I got the phone, I thought, well, what I really need to do is move this stuff into Google calendar, uh, right. and, and Google contacts because, um, I mean, I don't know what the other alternatives are really for a calendar. It's, it's kind of either iCloud or Google, um, moving to the calendar is fine. Um, you can just go into uh calendar on the mac and uh just export each calendar and then you can import them into google calendar um and it will pull in all those events and stuff so you don't lose anything yeah they're all Um, using standard standards that are pretty easily compatible between both platforms uh yeah uh so and then you know contacts was basically the same um although it was kind of a bit weird to export them you have to select you have to select all the contacts when you export there's no just export option without selecting them all that is weird, um, but again, but again, I you know I just go to Google Contacts on the web, import my contacts, and it's done. Uh, switch over the internet accounts in the Mac preferences, um, and and that was it really. Um, yeah, it also it prompted that... me to start using uh, Google, uh, start using Google Inbox, um, mm-hmm. which is Google's, you know, a, almost like a Gmail version too um kind of a better version of email um it extracts out like purchases and uh tracking numbers and things like that and gives you kind of quick links to track them or see the receipts and things like that mm-hmm. yeah um, one of the things that drives me a little crazy about google is they have multiple multiple apps that do roughly the same thing like multiple email apps yeah um, i think inbox is probably the better and it's also the one as I, if i recall correctly it's the one that's updated far more frequently than their than their gmail app uh yeah i i think it's definitely their primary focus um at this point um but i i kind of just figured if i move into android i should get away from the kind of ios way of thinking and and just right let's 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 go all in back i used to use the google services before you know calendar and contacts and things like that but i just figured i might as well go all in with that stuff and you know just really try out android and and see what it can offer me when i'm using these services 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's funny when you mention contacts, I think I almost never use my contacts, but I probably do just because the system is is finding contacts for me and contacts when I need them. I don't actually go into the contacts app, contacts app very often, um, but but I guess it's good to have all that stuff there. Yeah, definitely. Um, we had um, a couple of other questions. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, so David uh, asked uh, if if I'm going to buy a case. Um, he was kind of asking if I'm because the OnePlus is a little bit or quite a lot cheaper than the iPhone. Like if I care as much about keeping it pristine sure um, i'm not gonna buy a case but i have ordered some d brand skins for the back um just to add a little bit of uh grip to it uh-huh um so hopefully they'll be coming in the next few days i mean they've got a ship from the u.s so they can take up to like two weeks um but yeah the back of the phone is a little bit slippery so i just figured i'll i'll order some of these skins and see what those are like um and and david also asked like if i'm think like the phone will stay snappy over time because uh, he was saying his iphone 6 is getting a bit slow honestly i don't know i i don't know what android updates are like um you know if they slow the phone down you know like ios updates do but i imagine that's the case because you know the operating system just gets more advanced but you know we'll right. see yeah, it's it's hard to know, and it's always hard to know too what is actually causing slowdown. So you know, what is it a perception thing? Is it actual software updates that's doing it? Is it that you've filled your phone up with photos and apps to the point where you've got like you know fifty megabytes of data left, and it's and it's doing all sorts of swapping back and forth to do the the disk I/O and that sort of thing? It's it's always hard to know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the the last question we had. Uh, oh, actually, Richard had two questions. Um, the first one, Richard said, uh, "Best resource for learning Android." I, I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> I honestly have no idea, so I can't uh, really answer that one. Uh, but he also asked if Android Pay works everywhere Apple Pay does. In terms of the UK, yes, because our contactless payment system is—it's just contactless. It's not concerned with whether it's Android Pay, Apple Pay some stupid you know proprietary bank thing right it's just contactless i don't know if that's the same in the u.s i would imagine it is knowing how contactless works but then you know i did kind of hear a lot of stories about the u.s with apple pay and it's kind of a little bit different so i'm not too sure on that yeah it's it's mostly true i think in the u.s too but you're right i mean you know as long as something has nfc i think it's supposed to work but it's not guaranteed to work there might be some layer in there that's ca that causes problems um oh, so well, that, that was it for questions cool. well that's good is what else um what else should we know about switching to android i'm i'm, in, I'm very intrigued by it and I, I probably should spend some time with android and the only thing that keeps me from doing it just to kind of understand android better is i just don't feel like i, I spend enough on gadgets as it is without buying myself a phone that's not going to be my primary phone yeah definitely um i mean there are a lot of things to like um coming from ios as i say again i think it's just because of the way i use my phone like i don't use it a lot um uh -huh. but for example like i've got uh, dropbox installed and as soon as i take a photo it's already uploading to dropbox like i don't have to open the app or kind of hope that it's still in the background or anything like that like it you know within half a second of me taking a photo it's already uploading um which is mm -hmm. really nice 
um and, and kind of google photos does the same thing there um you know i can switch out default apps like i didn't like the built-in uh sms app so i just replaced it with another one um and it it's great like it just works um one of the things i really don't like is the emoji are terrible oh man especially your favorite one that's the worst emoji of all the thinking man yeah it, it's pretty bad it's it's just weird i can't stand it <laughs> you found a way to replace them though didn't you uh kind no, of i've replaced them in my te- in my sms app um okay because it has a plug-in to replace them but if i want to replace them system-wide i have to root my phone which i'm not willing to do yeah. um so but as i say it's, there's lots of little bits and pieces it's it's kind of hard to remember everything uh um, yeah Oh, actually, one of the other things I did like, after a couple of days, uh, I was at home and it popped up and it said, we think this is your home Wi-Fi network. Do you want to just keep your phone unlocked when you're on this network? Um, So when I'm at home, I don't have to put a passcode in or use my fingerprint. Yeah, that is nice. I would like to have something like that on iOS. Yeah, definitely. Um, But yeah, I think that's it. There's probably some stuff I've missed. I mean... If you already use Android, probably none of this is coming as a surprise. Um, I'm sure the Android users are just rolling their eyes and going, yes, Rob, all of this has been on Android for years. Um, (laughs) Well, I'm sure um, it's new to a lot of people who are listening, so it's good to kind of go through. I got my um, iPhone 7 Plus in the mean since we last recorded. Or I guess maybe maybe I had it when we last recorded. I guess I did, but I didn't really talk about it, did I? I don't even remember. uh, I don't think you had it, no. but um, I assume you're enjoying it. Um, yeah, it's great. I mean, I got the matte black, right? So, um, and the, I haven't had a lot of, since I haven't been up and about much, I have not had a lot of opportunities to deal with things like, um, like the, you know, use the, the camera that much. But the, to the extent I have, it's really good. I like portrait mode. I'm on the beta of iOS 10. So uh, I've enjoyed the portrait mode. It is not perfect, but if you compare it to another app, there, there are apps out there that will try to approximate what, um, what's going on with the portrait mode in iOS 10.2, but it, um, you know, but doing it with one camera and doing it with phones that don't have support for that and they do a far worse job. So, um, I give Apple a lot of credit for the portrait mode, um, when it works, it works really well. And I've reorganized, you know, I've reorganized my home pages. I'm trying to be a, I'm trying to lead a more organized life because I have less time to do things now because I can't work on the train because I'm in a leg brace and there's no way to get comfortable to work on the train. And I'm going to be going to physical therapy two nights a week. So I have less time to do all the things that already take up all my time. Uh, so I've got to be more efficient. So it's, I've both reorganized my phone, reorganized my, email, task lists, calendar. Um, I'm going all in and trying to become a responsible adult. Good for you, John. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Isn't that exciting? It's really exciting. I literally sat on the couch yesterday all day and went through 1,100 emails, probably 200 tasks, and just kept going and going and going. All these little notes here and there and like the notes app and just try to bring it all together and, and and reduce the number of inboxes and organize everything a little better. You really know how to party on a Saturday, John. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I, I, I did. I did post a picture of my end of the day pat on the back beer that I that I had. So you did using portrait mode. 
I did use portrait mode. I thought it looked pretty handsome in portrait mode. <laughs> it did. It looked very nice. <laughs> um, so, in the same vein of me just buying things at random um, and flip flopping, uh, I bought some Bluetooth headphones. Oh yeah, right. I forgot you got the um, the Jaybird X, right? Uh, yeah. Is um, it the X two? Uh, yeah, I ordered the X two. Yeah, that's the most recent one, I think. Yeah, so I originally I ordered uh, some Soundpeats QY7s, which sound <laughs> terrible. Um, the name is awful. Um, but these kept popping up in lists of, you know, like best value Bluetooth headphones or these are the decent ones if you don't want to spend too much money. Um, and they were like, I think, £20 on Amazon. And I thought, I'll give them a go because there were so many reviews that said they were really good for the money. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm not overly concerned with audio quality. I ordered them, used them on my way home from work, and immediately packed them back up and returned them to Amazon because they were the worst headphones I've ever used. Yeah, you know what you get when you uh, buy cheap Bluetooth headphones, Rob? You get cheap Bluetooth headphones. I, I yeah. think it's more more true than most products. I mean, they're, that's not always the case with a lot of gadgets, but um, I think those low-end Bluetooth headphones usually are pretty awful. Yeah, I... It, I, I totally agree with you, and normally I wouldn't do it, but there were so many sites that had these headphones in their list of headphones that you should get if you want Bluetooth headphones that I thought it can't, they can't possibly be that bad if they're in all these lists and right. reviews and stuff like that, but they were terrible and definitely do not ever buy them. Um, so yeah, I got home, packed them up in the box, and I primed out a pair of Jaybird X2s um, and had those within two hours. Oh, that's nice. I sounds like Prime to Prime uh, uh, Prime now is getting really good in the UK because I was just listening to Mike Hurley talk about how he was having trouble getting um, some of his PSR PSVR um, components, so like the hand controllers, uh, from regular Amazon, but he was able to get them from uh, Prime now within a couple of hours. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably especially for Mike um, because he's you know towards London. Um, right, he's, basically he's in the big. He's in the big city. Yeah. Exactly, because um, Prime Now is kind of based on whatever stuff they have at your particular nearest warehouse. Um, right. Mine, mine is about, I think it's fifteen or twenty miles away from here. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, but yeah, um, it's it's definitely getting better. Um, there's still a few things that they I've looked and I'm like, you really should have some of these because I would just give you my money right now. Um. But yeah, so I got the Jaybird X twos. Um. You know, mostly on your recommendation because you you know you've used them in the past um yep. and i mean i use them you know maybe probably two hours a day you know an hour to work an hour back um and i still haven't had to charge them like i charged them once when i first got them and they, they've done like seven or eight hours this week already how do you like those little wingy things that you jam into your ear those are the only thing that i found to be a little fiddly sometimes with those headphones yeah i i went through all three different sizes and different kind of um, different directions on the earbuds to try and work out the most comfy place for them. Um, and I finally yeah. got them to a point where I actually do quite like them. Um, but I had to move them around a bit more than, you know, almost like kind of 90 degrees more than what they show in the, in the manual uh -huh. um, to really get them uh, comfy for what I wanted. But, um, but yeah, I really like them. Um, as I say, the battery life, I mean, the fact that I haven't had to charge them all week is great. Right. 
Yeah, my my Bluetooth headphones are getting to the point where the bat <clears throat> the battery is starting to go, so they really only last two to three days now. Uh, yeah. And I, I probably use mine about the same amount of time you do a day, um, roughly. So, but I'm just holding out because I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the AirPods. I also, I'm, I've been a little intrigued by the Beats, the Solo Threes. Um, just listening to a couple of different people who have been using them because they've got something like some crazy with the W1. They've got 40 hours of use or something like that. Yeah, um, I'm definitely. Uh, I, I'm still kind of listening out for those. I mean, of course, without the W1, the battery life will probably be worse. Um, but, you know, and as I say right now, I mean, the Jaybirds are perfect for what I want, especially if I can get them to last all week um, and I don't have to worry about charging them. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing with the Solo 3s is they're for a whole different kind of listening because they're over the ear, right? They're kind of big. They're not something you necessarily would, you know, use riding the subway every day, I, I would think. I mean, not some people would but i i probably wouldn't and i just got some decent headphones over the summer so they're corded but um i, I probably won't do anything with solo threes just because they're kind of expensive too yeah definitely i, I have got um the, the 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 headphones i'm using right now um i used to use those when i was going to from work obviously this is england and it rains all the time um, yeah and, and you know these headphones are not particularly cheap either and i'm like oh if it's raining i really don't want to so if it was raining i'd always just switch to the um the apple earpods yep. um which which actually i was using with my OnePlus, but the the volume controls don't work on the on the wire um, yeah that, they, they tend to it, break pretty easily well no 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 they were working on my iphone um, but they oh, work I on see. the OnePlus um, because apparently there's like there's an an Apple standard for the volume controls and then there's an Android standard for wired volume controls. Um, yeah, it's like an extra it's like an extra pin that they put on the 3.5 jack. There's like an extra you know those rings that are around the yeah. edge. It's it that one of those is for volume. Right, I see. Um, so yeah, that was kind of what prompted me because I didn't have volume control. So I thought, do you know what? If uh, Bluetooth is a proper standard, that will definitely work. So I got those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah no that's great yeah so i i also bought something else since we since we last spoke <laughs> what you've been going crazy uh, i see i've been i've been on the couch and i haven't spent any money for like three weeks <laughs> so you're spending it for me yeah i mean we mentioned that i'd ordered it um but i've now got the amazon echo oh right 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 yeah how do you like it so far yeah i mean it's it's i'm not using it as much as i thought i would for the smart stuff really yeah um but it is really nice to you know i walk in the house i've got my headphones on and i just say alexa connect to my phone and it connects and then it continues playing on the on the echo um and you know setting timers while i'm cooking is great and you know i can say how long's left on my timer um i can ask it to play playlists on spotify uh they released todoist integration this week um so it will kind of sync between your alexa shopping list and and todoist oh yes i've um, heard all about it <laughs> yeah i think you wrote about it did you not or was that i did was not federico? federico federico did yes <laughs> sure <laughs> of course he did <laughs> no i don't have it i don't have uh i don't have alexa but he does so he was experimenting with it earlier in the week yeah so um so that, you know that's quite nice as well because i can just say you know add eggs to my shopping list and it adds it to the Alexa shopping list, and then that syncs almost straight away to Todoist as well, which is nice. Um, if I'm honest, I'm not sure I'm using it to its full potential, but 
you know, I got it at a pretty good price because Amazon were doing that deal for Prime members right. um, on the pre-order. Um, the actual speaker itself is much better than the one it's replaced. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you know what? It, I mean, what you're describing, at least when you walk in the house and you say, you know, connect to my phone, it's a little bit like continuity on the Mac and iOS. But I'll take this as a, a moment to complain about the fact that when I walk, when I walk in listening to something on my phone, there's no way for me to continue listening to it in iTunes, which I think is just criminal at this point. I mean, there's so many things that have been added to continuity between the Mac and iOS that. Um, that are nice, but maybe not as much high utility as iTunes. Um, it's probably because I, um, iTunes is such kind of a clunker old app at this point, but it would be really nice to be able to walk in and just have uh, music start playing on my Mac. Yeah, this was something that I, I tweeted about because obviously I started using Spotify, I guess, three weeks ago when we last recorded. Um, Spotify's handoff you know, continuity equivalent where you can just see all of your uh, connected Spotify devices, anything that's on the network, um, and just be able to say carry on playing there is always works. It works perfectly. I mean, and that is literally exactly what you're describing. You want to walk in and, you know, just press a button and it carries on playing on the Mac or, you know, Apple TV or whatever. Um, but, you know, it, it just doesn't exist on in the Apple ecosystem, unfortunately. Yep, which is I wonder. It's one of those things too, where I wonder where you know you get to the point where it's so such a blatant uh, and obvious hole that you wonder if that means that Apple's working on something that we'll find out about maybe in late October or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'd I'd like to think so um, because it's kind of a bit sad that a third party app is doing continuity better than you can. Right. Well, and, and the whole that I'm thinking about is the an Echo equivalent from from Apple, which it just seems to me that there ought to be a, a Siri speaker. But you, you know, it's not something you hear you hear any rumors about at this point. But um, it seems like something that's a natural. I mean, the Google Home looks pretty cool too. Yeah, the Google Home looks really nice. Um, I'm not sure that I trust Siri to even understand everything I'm saying as well as Alexa can. Um, yeah, no, I'm not saying that it would necessarily be as good. I mean, I know everybody's got a lot of, a lot of people have a lot of complaints about Siri. On the other hand, um, it, it, it's roughly the same, you know, it's the same sort of technology that that Google and, and Amazon are using. And I would, I don't really understand why we're, we haven't seen that yet from Apple. No, as you say, maybe we'll see it in the next few weeks or, you know, if not, maybe next year, but who knows? Indeed. So we got anything else for this uh, show? I think we've, that's pretty much about it, unless you bought something more that I didn't hear about. No, I don't think I've, I've bought anything else. <laughs> no, I haven't either. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm planning to buy today? I think I've been meaning to do it for about a week. I'm going to get about, I think, about 40 feet of Cat 5e cabling. Oh, John, you, you are just, you're so exciting. Because <laughs> you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to plug it into my laptop while I'm sitting here, and we're going to have an even better Skype connection. Perfect. So it's, it's all, I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for you, Rob. Thanks. Yeah, because no, I've been changed. I've been working on my setup down here in the basement, so I sound a little better. And that, that's part of the, uh, the process is hopefully making this Skype connection a little better, too. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, I think that was probably it for this week. Um, the show notes will be uh, ruminatepodcast.com slash 31. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at UK. And John, where can people find you? At John Voorhees, J-O-H-N-V-O-O-R-H-E-E-S. 
double E-S, and my writing's at maxstories.net. Perfect. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. All right. See you later, Rob. Bye.